guys, uh, welcome to the International Fatherhood Podcast. It's just Tom and myself at the moment. Uh, Anthony is in hey, California, well. so hey, well, <laughs> haven't heard. So he may rock up like he did last week. But um, welcome, mate. Well, how's your week been over there? Um, it's been good, man. It's been really positive, very um, effective, intentional. Been uh, mountain biking a few times, actually. Been running, been working out. So my mornings have started well. Um, yeah, I've been getting to bed a bit earlier, which has been great as well. And at school, work has been great. Um, my kids, well, my twins are with their mom. So things are a little bit quieter on the home front. But um, yeah, I would say... In general, things are things are excellent, man. Feeling good yourself? Yeah, things are good, man. Uh, things are yeah, definitely going amazing over here at the moment. I'm just trying to get this live stream off there. Um, yeah, <laughs> mate. Things are sorry, just technical issues at the moment. We got three listeners, so guys, if you're before I get into that question, if you got any questions or anything like that, um, definitely ask them. Uh, below and we can answer those yeah um but yeah apart from that the week's been good being busy we um with the fit that lifestyle and fit that fuel and then in regards to that uh the kids are on holidays now so we are on school okay. holidays uh four days into that which has been good and the weather's been absolutely amazing these last few days so yeah mate just trying to keep the kids entertained and stay on top of everything. Yeah, cool. I think I just try to share that to my own group. So let's see if it works. But anyways, yeah. So it's um, the podcast is going well. That's been great. I see you've had a couple of guests, but a couple of um, unfortunate or, or one significant pullout. That's that's a little bit disappointing, bro. But that you got him in the first place is, is still is still promising because I, I didn't know how to contact him even. Yeah, mate, Tim Kennedy. Yeah. So I had him all but confirmed, ready to go like about five days apart and then decided to go on Joe Rogan and blow himself up. And um, yeah, unfortunately, when the president retweets you, um, I think it's president. A, yeah, he wrote something about a debate or something like that between uh, yes, about know, Biden and him in the debate. Yeah. Right. And he and then the president retweeted his really? quote or something. And oh, wow. mate, his publicist emailed me the next day and just yeah, it was it was um, not happening. But yeah, we got a few, uh, probably four or five really good guests coming up um, over the next week. Uh, so yeah, well, I won't deep dive too much mm. into who they are. But um, yeah, I think most of them be- stolen from me. Actually, I think they're like past dad strong guests, right? You're just going through my list and just taking two. my go. No, oh, I'll probably <laughs> one. I think one out of the four. I think you've had on your show. Uh, cool. So, yeah, no, it's it's. It's been a, it's pretty cool how you can connect with these guys. And I think it's quite interesting Instagram and social media for all the evils that you do have. It's, it's amazing how you end up connecting with these guys. And if you do make an effort and things, you can kind of connect with guys you never thought possible. Like when I started, if I look at the last five weeks guest list that I've had and I just go like, wow, like how amazing it is. Not that it's not rad to talk to you and other guys as well, but it definitely there, let's put it this way. There are guys that are really killing it out there. And I think it's cool to like dissect and find out what their recipe is. And also to see that they are also just like us, right? They always have challenges just like we do. And I think that was also cool to know, wow, okay, it's not always been plain sailing. A lot of them have bad backstories. Like if you hear 
Rudy Reyes' backstory and where he is now. It's like unbelievable where he came from, to where he is, and then to hear the darkness. And I'm always amazed by these guys' openness. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and that's also rad because it's kind of like um, dispelling this notion of men don't share their feelings and don't um, talk about talk about those things. Whereas guys that you really respect, Navy SEALs and these guys, they open up about it. And you realize like, my gosh, these guys are struggling with exactly what we, what we struggle with. Yeah, mate, I, I found that exactly right and it's it's what you see on social media and and how it's you know displayed in that one percent world where everything's you know to to the majority so perfect you know the perfect video or the perfect picture or the perfect you know life as it seems but you talk to these people and and as you just mentioned they're exactly like us you know they're as down to earth and you know humble as anyone else out there as um you know who you'd personally know in, in your hometown and um you know, it just so happens that they've been, you know, at the top of the level of, you know, whatever category it is. And um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big insight into, um, you know, how these fathers, you know, tackle everyday issues on that level, you know, and, and these people are, you know, celebrities, they're, you know, multimillionaire businessmen, they're, you know, like you said, Navy SEALs or elite sportsmen or whatever the case is. And, they, they have the same struggles with the kids or the same struggles with the home life. And, you know, now with the pandemic, the same struggles with the mm-hmm. pandemic as, as we all do. And it's, um, you know, you, you don't really pick that up from when you're just looking at the, you know, the social media and just seeing this so-called perfect life, I guess. Mm. But I like to look at the, the, the differences because that's obviously where the difference is, right? Because they are the same, but they've obviously done something different to be where they are they've obviously done something exceptional to have achieved what they have and then you'll find taking ownership not making excuses will be quite a common one that they will do they're not people that generally whine and bitch at the world you know they generally are people that also are consistent in their actions you know and they're also willing they're also people that are willing to go through suffering and be disciplined, you know, to make the most out of the day. You know, some guys go, how, how do you how do you how do you do that? Or how do they manage to do that in their day they must have like you know it must be easier for them but it's not it's just that they're able to take a 24-hour period and i think i think you and i are i know that i'm heading there because i've start, I realized i think i said to someone yesterday i was like how much time did i waste in my my 20s and 30s you know how much more i could have done when i was younger and not that i'm bummed because i, I enjoyed it as well but if i look at the results that i achieved in those days compared to the results that i've achieved in the last year it's like I've achieved in the last year personal growth that is the same as, or maybe even more than the t- 10 years, you know, prior to it, which, which is because I didn't take ownership and discipline myself and be consistent and use a day wisely, you know, and be intentional every day and go starting my day with intentional actions. Cause the moment I wake up and I'm taking my water and I'm meditating and then I'm going, I'm working out and then I'm journaling and I'm reading, I really have started my day like intentionally. And you'll see that all these guys have that intentional usually an early riser, usually getting things done and then being able to spend time with their kids. And I don't know about you, but what I've been focusing on lately is just loving being, and maybe you've probably seen, is just loving being a dad and starting to realize that if you do the work in the dark and you do the work by yourself, like in the morning now when the whole family's sleeping, then you can relax a lot more with your kids because you are a, you're a better man. You're a better person. You're more patient. You're able to deal with the, the issues, you know? Yeah. Whereas if you don't do the pre-work and don't do the work by yourself, then you're always reacting to stuff and you're having to read books about do this trip, this, this trick and this tip and, and try to apply this and apply that. Whereas actually if you are 
if you are that person, um, it makes a massive difference in how you deal with your kids and you generally will react in much better ways. And I'm just seeing myself every morning with my children and in general, just so much more patient and able to make the right decision because I'm in a place of satisfaction and contentment, you know? Yeah. Mate. And, and that's one thing I've noticed with even this week during school holidays, you know, with, I've still maintained the 4am wake ups and the early gym, even though we don't have the school drop-offs and the, the commutes and, you know, anything like that, you know, or, you know, the morning routines as such, it's sort of just go with the flow. And, you know, I, th- I think it's really important to stick to that routine and, you know, not be complacent and, you know, fall into bad habits just because the kids are off. And, you know, now I get, an hour extra in the morning you know they're not waking up at six in the morning they might be waking up at seven or you know whatever the case may be and it's allowing me to get a lot more work done that then allows me to you know spend that extra hour with them during the day you know whilst they are on school holidays and go for a swim or go for a bike ride or scooter or whatever the case may be and um you know i think that's really important is to you know try and find that routine and you know getting back to what else you said before about you know, wasting so much time in the twenties and thirties, I've actually found myself of late really trying to slow down, you know, and, and actually finding I'm achieving a lot more from a personal, from a business, you know, point of view as well, by just slowing down and looking at the broader picture rather than going, you know, with the blinkers on and a hundred miles an hour and just trying to go absolutely crazy, just slowing down and actually really evaluating everything around and, you know, not trying to, you know, you know, I think in the past, you know, go for that, you know, four week shred and, you know, got to get fit, got to get healthy and got to go hard for four weeks or, you know, with business, you know, got to make that quick buck and got to, you know, start this today and do it this way and, you know, not sleep and just really slow down and actually do it with a lot more, you know, preparation and, you know, do it right the first time rather than, you know, fail five times, you know, whether it be from your health and fitness point of view and, that and it's something that I'm trying to instill in the kids is just, you know, it doesn't need to be a hundred miles an hour. Slow down, you know, and it could be with schoolwork, it could be with something they're trying to do outside, or you know, my, my youngest son's got a skipping rope and you know, he's outside trying to get like 20 skips in a row, or you know, whatever the case is, and he gets to four and he cracks it because he's keeps hitting his feet and you know, just slow down, just take your time, you know, just relax and you know, work it out. What's happening? You know, are you not swinging high enough? Your hands moving and, you know, just like little things. And then he hits 20, like five goes later. And you're like, it's just little things. I think at the moment that I'm starting to realize I've probably for the last 10 years, just gone, you know, so hard and everything I've done to get to the same place that you probably get because, you know, you have so many mistakes. Um, but yeah, mate, I've got a question for you. Uh, we've got the first question there. Herminia Marino, I think I said that right. Apologies if I didn't. How do you stay fit, Tom? What do you do every day to stay fit? Well, first of all, I don't eat a lot of crap. So number one is definitely try not to eat a lot of crap. At the moment, I've even stopped drinking beer and alcohol at all. That's been major, majorly good um, for me. Look, it's personal. I like to drink a beer. I live in Germany. Beer is amazing here, but I just realized that for my fitness at the age of 42 and my mental fitness at the same time, drinking beer and alcohol when I come home from school or whatever um, wasn't working for me. So what you put in your body is number one. And now this is the same what, what Leroy was just saying. 
don't be crazy. Don't go on these massive, these diets that are just intense. That's just my advice. I've, I've done a couple. I've tried them. And yes, if you want to do some straight and you cutting weight for a UFC fight, then fine. But if you're just a regular person, rather get something that's consistent that you can maintain all the time. And what I can, what at the moment is I can maintain. And then I look at what I'm doing. And then what I'm looking at is I look at what fitness I'm doing. So it all depends on how much fitness I'm doing. Depends how much I can really, you know, relax the belt on what I'm eating because then I can go, okay, well, look here, I'm riding, I'm riding mountain bike and here's how I keep fit as far as the physical activity goes. I ride mountain bike. I try two, three times a week. So I do uphill, I do downhill. I'm trying to get into my running again. So I'd like to go running once or twice a week as well and then do a workout two to three times a week um, and keep them pretty short because as a dad and as a parent, when you get stuck into this whole gym mindset and you go to the gym and you're there for like one and a half hours to two hours, including a commute that a lot of you will have to do, I just don't think that's practical as a dad. So I try and do body weight stuff in my garden. And Leroy, I've been doing like 25 minutes, like three sets of eight exercises, including different types of pull-ups and body weight. And, you know, I'm obviously not muscle bound and, and, and huge, but I'm, I'm pretty, pretty um, versatile in what I can do. You know, I can swim, I can run, I can bike and I'm, I feel strong. I feel fit. I feel able to throw my kids around, play footy in the garden, do whatever. I feel functionally fit. I feel like this is the kind of body that is good for being a dad. And my number one job is being a dad and being a teacher. And um, unless you're playing professional sports, guys, let's be honest. Like, I want to look good. And I think I look decent. And my wife says so. That's great as well. So I think it is important. But I think we got to balance it. And I've been trying to keep it shorter, Leroy. That's the thing. Like, not to do these massive gym sessions that then you know, if you're not getting enough sleep, like you often do as a, as a parent, because you can't predict what your kids are going to do. And then you end up having bad sleep, but then you're hitting your killing your body with like a massive workout. That's obviously going to take its toll. And then it takes its toll. psychologically, you go to work and you're tired. So it's like Leroy said, it's finding that balance, balance. It's finding that relaxing, taking a step back, which I've had to do Leroy and after doing that hard workout of the last while and, and really reflect on what is best for me as a father of four? Now, wh whoever asked the question, I don't want to butcher the name either. <laughs> is it Hermione? Like uh, Herminia. 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 Um, so, um, you know, you've just got to like look at your own life and say like, what works for me? We all got such different body types and such different goals. And when you keep your goal in mind, you say, well, what is my goal? My goal is to be functionally fit. It's to last a long time. It's to be have endurance so that, we can be fit into our seventies, right, Leroy? So when we are grandfathers, we are not just this grandfather that comes around to the house and has to be served tea all the time, but we're the grandfather that rocks up and is serving the tea and making the barbecue still. And so that's my goal. So I don't want to do things that are going to be harming my body in the long time. I don't do trying not to do fad workouts that are like you said, like eight weeks red or, you know, you know, six weeks abs or keto diet or whatever it's like no i have a lifestyle i want to get a fit dad lifestyle and that's what i like about your brand is that that's what it's about it's like developing the lifestyle so those are the things i generally do i try and mix up a bit of cardio a little bit of body weight maybe a few weights every now and then get in the pool and swim mix it up you know i like to have i think when you do one type of exercise your body muscles you know start forming that way so rather do a whole bunch of stuff so that um your body kind of keeps in balance and that your joints keep moving. And I'm trying to do this, the stretching a little bit more, Leroy. I'm, I'm pretty, Herminia, I'm pretty bad with uh, the stretching and stuff. So that's the next thing that I've got to get, get on lockdown. And um, yeah. And then the mental game is the most important, I think. Yeah. Hope that answers the question. Mate. Yeah. And, and that's exactly, you know, similar to me with the cross training, like 
I had my knee surgery about 12 to 16 weeks ago. And I think to be quite fair, I've been using it as a limiting factor into what I can go do and, you know, having the smallest amount of pain or instability or something like that. And, you know, don't get me wrong. It has been a bit of a difficult recovery and rehab process this time compared to, you know, the other two or three times when I've had the same thing done, but, um, you know, I've, I've had this mental switch in the last, you know, four or five days where I'm no longer using it as an excuse, you know, and I'm, and I'm a bit stale of going to the gym every morning at the same time doing, you know, just the gym based routines as well. So I've also started to mix up, you know, I can get back into the kid activities now and do the workouts with the kids, which has been absolutely amazing. And then, you know, circuits out the lounge and, um, you know, hiking and push bike ride and swimming and and that's something i'm going to put a big focus in into the next you know few months is to get that cross training and get that enjoyment out of fitness again because you know even myself even though we live and breathe fitness you still get stale just doing the same old stuff and you know it served its purpose to get through uh obviously the knee surgery and the pandemic and just doing what we could uh, with the you know ability you know with the i guess the what we had at play, but um, yeah, I think with everything opening up and um, you know, the weather starting to get a lot warmer as well. I think it's time to really mix it up and, you know, get, um, get into a routine where it's just fun and enjoyable and every day is different and, you know, not sticking to that same exercise. And I think that's important as well, because, you know, that's the biggest thing I find with people taking, you know, the eight week shregs or the, the challenges and stuff like that is, you know, they go hard for let's say a boot camp yeah. or a, a group fitness or a gym program or whatever the case is for eight weeks. But then, you know, because they've been on such a restrictive diet and they've been so hardcore with what they're doing, they get to the end of the eight weeks and they just don't want to do a thing. You know, they just want to binge out. And that's when I find that they get the yo-yo approach of hard for eight weeks, you know, relax for eight. And then, then they've blown out all the weight yeah. again, lost all the fitness. Then they're back on the wagon and then they're off it again. And it, like you said before, just find that lifestyle. And if that's surfing, mountain biking, swimming, kayaking, you know, whatever the case is, as long as it's sustainable for the long term, that's something you enjoy. And, you know, you can gradually progress and get better and fitter and healthier and eventually bring the kids into and allow them to, you know, be immersed in your favorite activity or your hobby. Then I think that that's the perfect thing for you. And, you know, a lot of people see getting fit and healthy as, right, I need to go to the gym and I need to eat this. Well, that's completely wrong. You know, getting fit and healthy, first of all, getting fit can be done. You know, you can get fit by walking every day if you really want. And, you know, getting healthy can be just, you know, getting 20% better than what you were over the past five years. You know, that could get you a lot more healthier than what you are currently. And I think people yeah. don't realize that, you know, everyone's individual and that eight week program and that, you know, internet plan over there and this and that, you know, is not necessarily the best for them. You know, it might work yeah. for, and you and you got to be aware that these people play on your insecurities. They play on you not feeling good enough, and that's what you got to be aware of as well. Am I doing this because I don't feel good enough? Because I see on Instagram that these people look like this. I mean, I think we've all fallen into that, fallen into that trap. You know, even I do, and it can happen to any area of life. But I think you're right. And you mentioned the kids, like getting the kids involved is massive. My kids mountain bike, you know, just getting them out and, and playing footy in the garden. It's a massive part of fitness is just being instead of like sitting on the couch, which I came home the other day and I was dead tired, man. But my kids all wanted to play football. So I got up and I went in the garden and kicked around for half an hour. And that 
you know, it's not that that is a major fitness activity, but because I'm doing that instead of sitting on the couch, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm then getting up and, and it gets you out of that slump as well. And that's the cool thing about fitness is that when you start seeing it as a lifestyle and as a mental boost as well, then you realize, wow, okay, this is not just to make my body look good and to feel good. It's also about getting me back in, in the zone because once I played football with my kids, I all of a sudden was awake again and then I could sit at the dinner table and be much more present instead of, you know, that like slump in the afternoon when I'm not that. So yeah, I think, I think the lifestyle is the way to go. And I would really suggest after 42 years of doing different sports and triathlons and half marathons and such, which are fun as well, which is a good way to get fit as well. I definitely think it needs to be a consistent thing that you can do because also Leroy, if you do the diets or the, or the yo-yo, it actually gets worse afterwards because you're not getting younger and your body just got used to like killing it, like for an hour and a half in a gym every day. And now yeah. you're all of a sudden doing nothing. What do you think your body's going to do? And you've been eating no carbs at all. And then all of a sudden you're like eating carbs. It, it just, it's, it's worse. It's like coffee. Like I've stopped drinking coffee as well, because what it does is it goes, yes. Okay, cool. Feel awake. And then dives down. And yeah. uh, we don't want those slumps. We want to have a consistent like performance. Yeah. Right. I got, um, John Henry said, is it super early in the morning there? It is here. Uh, what well, is that? John Henry where my, you are. That's my group. Or Potentially. Yours. Yeah. Uh, John Henry Wilson. Uh, oh, that's so. my mate, Jage and Henry, bro. <laughs> Long time no chat. Yes, it's early here, bro. It's five thirty in the morning in Germany, like it is in South Africa. So yeah. that is and question. It's um, early. Yeah, two p.m. here in Australia. So yeah. <laughs> and uh, he also wrote to stay fit. I'm forced to stay up and chase my sixteen month old old around the house. Um, and he wants to know what a barbecue is. You mentioned barbecue before and he doesn't know what that is. Yeah, he's, he's, he's messing with me because we actually call it a braai in South Africa. And John Henry, I've got a bone to pick with John Henry because he didn't actually even write me and tell me that he's got a kid, dude. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's, he's a good mate actually from South Africa. He's a cricket fundi actually, a major cricket fundi. But uh, nice to hear, see him on the, on the show and up early. Good to see that, see that he's up early as well, man. And I'll, I'll connect with him at another stage. Perfect. Dale wrote, Tom, what do you do for your recovery? I'm assuming it's recovery from, uh, from workouts and stuff. I mean, look, yeah. hey, life is hectic. So I think meditation is the best, first of all, one of the best recovery methods physically and mentally. Like I just take myself out. So at work, I generally will not go into the staff room at school. Like I generally go to my classroom after being with the kids and I generally meditate or read a book and I, just sit and relax in that way, but obviously feeding my mind. As far as like food goes, I, I, I will say that I will, after, after a hectic workout, I like to take BCAAs. Do you know those amino acids while I'm working out and, and, and a little bit after? And I think that's great. I take a bit of creatine at, at the big beginning, but I don't really have a, a recovery routine. I like to do a little bit of stretching before and a little bit of stretching afterwards. But because I'm not hitting it so hard, Leroy, like where it's really you know, taking its toll on me, I'm finding that the recovery is very easy. I'm not having this feeling that uh, my body has to recover. It's become like we've just been speaking about, right? It's become part of my lifestyle that it just kind of flows into each other. So what I would normally do is meditate. Then I'd go and work out for half an hour, do a stretch, have a shower, cold showers. I take cold showers. I suppose that is one thing I do every morning, cold showers to get me awake and yeah, recover from maybe the tiredness that comes after the, the buzz, you know, you get that pump and then you're a little bit tired. And um and then, and then go on with the rest of the day as such journal read. And, uh, but I can't really say my, 
my recovery is very intentional. I don't know if I'm making a mistake here, but I find that it's just because it's not not so hectic. But if I would do a triathlon, then obviously I'll take I'll take like three, four days just to relax and take it easy and and eat kind of what I want. I would say that I kind of probably should be a bit more intentional about this. So thanks for that question. And that's the great thing about questions, Eli Roy. They don't just we don't just give our answers that are packaged and ready to go. They kind of challenge us as well. So yeah, possibly I will think a little bit more about being more effective in my recovery. I don't know if you've got anything to add or advice to give me on that. On that, yeah, front. mate. From a from a personal point of view, I'm the same. Like I don't get that ridiculously sore anymore. Like I don't smash myself in the gym or through workouts where I'm you know written off for a few days and really need a couple of days to recover and get over things. Like for me, it's just a lifestyle now where. My gym sessions don't go longer than about 30 minutes. If I do a workout at home or something with the kids, it's, you know, 15 minutes. And if the kids are joining in or I'm playing around with them, then it could be half an hour, but there's a lot of laughter and running around tag and, you know, all this in between. It's never something so serious where, you know, right kids, we've got to do 15 reps or we've got to do this or that. Like, it's just, you might do two reps of this, a hundred of that, five of that, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just all laughter and, and fun and, you know, I've, I've been doing Pilates quite a bit for my core. Um, and there is quite a bit of uh, stretching in that, or there is in my uh, specific program that I do with my uh, teacher as well. And um, I've, been, I've got a, an app on my phone called Mobility Wad. Uh, so I've been doing that oh, yeah. um, every other day. And then I also just download an app called Glow, uh, which is a yoga app. And it's meant to be like yoga and breathing and stuff like that. And I got it recommended from a friend. So I'm going to try that. So as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm redoing this whole big, you know, program for myself and, you know, going to have yoga and the Pilates and the, the breathing and the, this, that, and everything else, and really try and get this big, you know, um, I guess cross training approach to everything I do and, you know, really try and, you know, not just go out there and just do the same thing. And, you know, um, I, I jump on the foam roller and obviously do the stretching, you know, before and after, you know, or mobility um, as well. And yeah, so it's not nothing really that I have set, but I do a lot of stuff that I guess incorporates um, the recovery into to everything that we do as well. And um, yeah, that, that's probably, probably about it. But I'm, I'm interested to see how this Glow app goes with everything else because, you know, I'm someone who is just so tight and, and I need to do a lot more yeah. stretching and mobility. But and I think I've mentioned this before on our podcast. It's, it's something that, you know, and, and even Pilates is probably very similar. You, you go there and it's not like going to the gym and doing a bicep curl or doing a bench press or something. You get the massive pump and you, you feel like you're actually working right there and then. Like the mobility and the Pilates and the core work and the foam roller, it's just those one percenters that you need to do sort of just consistently to get the results. And it's not until you stop doing it that you look back and go, Oh shit, it actually was working. Like look where I was to, yeah. to where I am now. And it's, um, it's something that I've learned to do in front of typically like a Joe Rogan or an interview or something like that in front of the TV where I can just immerse myself for yeah. half an hour and just get it done and not really have to think too much about it or get bored because you know, I'm just holding a stretch or a position yeah. for it for a certain amount of time. But it's kind of like that goal, right? I mean, if your goal is to be a functionally fit, then actually getting big and muscular, but not being flexible and actually not being actually integral in your body because you actually are pulling muscles and these kind of things, it doesn't really help. Um, 
I would say that some of my recovery, even though it's not conscious, would be that I would ride. I think riding the mountain bike is often a recovery for me. And I would swim as well afterwards. So kind of light, you know, not body, what do you call it? Lower impact kind of sports. And then also just putting my little daughter on my back. You'll often see on Instagram, I've got my daughter on my back, you know, strap on the back, go for a hike with the kids while the kids ride and just go for a walk with the family is a, is a nice, nice wind down as well. Yeah, hundred percent. We've been doing that quite a bit lately as well. Me and the wife just walking, the kids on their bikes or scooters, and you know, I, I find that so enjoyable. It's only half an hour, but just there's no phones, there's no distractions. It's just you know, you just having races and you know, mm. encouraging them to have a race, like to the next light pole or to the next tree or you know, whatever, and you know, messing around. And yeah, I I, th- I find that you know, I, I love to try and do that at least once a day. Um, it gets the dog out there as well gives the dog a walk so i like lying in the hammock as well reading a book or just lying with my kids in the hammock it's really fun man we've got a hammock between the two trees at the back there that's recovery for me just chilling yeah. in the hammock it's <laughs> really good man and it's cool like i i dig it because you know when you do go i mean not that i'm saying we're going crazy hard but when you do go hard and you live life at the fullest and with four kids you basically just are forced to live life at the fullest unless you want to be a kind of a loser dad that really doesn't show up then you can really enjoy those moments because you know you've earned them. And I think there is something as, as men, the psychological mind of like, okay, well, you know, I've really worked hard. I've done this. If I sit on the couch now, that's rad. But I think when you get into that habit of chilling out and relaxing and spending way too much time doing that, I just think it's called in German, the inner Schweinhund, which is like the inner pig dog is like eating at you, making you feel like negative about yourself and knowing that you're not performing and stepping up. Whereas when I talk about the hammock now, I know, I feel totally great that I go and lie in the hammock and read a book, you know, like last night when I came home from work, I just lay in the thing hammock. Kids weren't here yet. Lay in the hammock, took took a took a load off and and that was that I need that as well. And I think it's a good question because I think we need to recover, like you said, Leroy. When we're just going hundred percent all the time, I think we are gonna burn out and we're gonna be irritable and we're not gonna show up for our family. So I think it's finding that balance, right? Yeah, mate, hundred percent. Dale wrote for you both off the top of your head what has been the biggest hurdle in your business or podcast that you've had to face to date probably anthony not showing up for the freaking podcast <laughs> like so many times he just wrote he said he thinks he doesn't know it's today and it's kind of weird because maybe it's the time changes but we i also was slightly confused is it today or tomorrow um but um so he just wrote that he he doesn't know that it's this time every week so i suppose um he's been busy but um yeah what's yours you kick off just like, joking. My biggest hurdle in the past is expecting everything yesterday and wanting it, you know, so quick. And I think I touched on that on earlier in the in the live stream today that just slowing down and just looking at the bigger picture and the blueprint in front of you rather than going, you know, just tunnel vision in there. And I think that in the past with different business ventures that I've tried to do or different stuff that we've tried to do, you know, personally as well, like, you know, from a fitness point of view or from, you know, whatever the case may be, I've, I've just tried to get it done as quick as possible and go, you know, for a week straight of just, you know, smash it out of the ballpark, but then give it nothing for the next couple of weeks, thinking that's all there not realizing that, you know, you haven't even laid the foundations. You've gone straight to the third level without, you know, putting stuff down below. And I think that, you know, what we've done with the fit dad lifestyle, is we spent two years really deep diving and laying the foundations before we even introduced anything, you know, 
to it. And, you know, now that we've done that, we've got a solid foundation where, you know, we can continue doing all the great work that we're doing with the education support and the fitness and all this, but we can now also introduce different things that are benefiting you know, fathers from around the world, you know, through the supplements and then, you know, trying to do the clothing stuff over here and, and still be able to use that to then create a more powerful platform over here that we can continue to give back. And I think that probably the other thing is going all in. So I've always been someone who's, you know, had you know, one company here, but I'm trying to side hustle over here and I'm trying to invent the next greatest app over there and do this and that and have 10 things on the go. And I think just having one focus is probably the biggest thing for me is just, right, the fit day lifestyle is it. Everything else is irrelevant at the moment, unless it's to do with this um, and, and, you know, directly and not just a pipe dream, then unfortunately this is, this is it for the next you know, foreseeable future. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's a tough question because there's so much that 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 was that are hurdles to this. But I would say that I was the biggest hurdle to my own success and to the progress and stuff because, like, I think it's a, kind of similar to your one in that I was very attached to the goal. Do you know what I mean? I was the objective of making this dad syndicate. It was this dad syndicate first, making this podcast, getting this dad's group, getting the the, the numbers and getting the downloads and, and getting well known and growing the Instagram and so. I kind of was attached to those things, you know, and it kind of put that pressure on me and made me feel like I wasn't enjoying it. And, and it was a slog and I was like interviewing people and trying to get, you know, and then no one really knew you. So it was harder to get like guests on that you wanted to get on and um, you, you didn't have the skill yet. So I kind of had this pressure on me all the time to be performing. And then when you don't see the results, you start feeling like, Oh, it's not making a difference. What am I doing? Like this time is way being wasted. And, and then I had this partner that I had at the time when I started. And that was part of it as well. It was just lack of self-belief. But I would say the biggest hurdle was just getting over myself and my own ego and my own need for these results and just enjoying it and starting to realize that as much as this dad strong is for other guys, it also was a, is a journey of myself. And it's a journey where I, every guest I talk to, I want to learn from them. And I am one of the guys listening, you know, it's like, I'm someone that wants to, to grow as well. and wants to be a better father and wants to be fitter and healthier and, and, and know how to do that. And, 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 and starting to realize that um, I don't have to have the pressure on myself and starting to love the process. And this is one of the things I've learned about fatherhood and everything is just learning to love the process, learning to love that I get up in the morning and talk to you and I get to like chat to you about this and guys can ask me questions. And I mean, how cool is it that you and I are live now in Germany and Australia and we've got, <coughs> excuse me, guys asking questions and stuff. How awesome that I interviewed Shane Dorian, professional surfer of like whatever years the other day, not because he's famous or something, but just that, you get to do that. And that's what the difference is. I get to do this. I get to enjoy the process. I get to enjoy the fact that I've become a better man, better husband, better father through that strong. And, and that it's not about that. And if nothing, if, if I don't get, get huge ratings um, and stuff, then, then, you know, it's so what I, I did my best and I worked at it and I've learned that it's more about consistency and it's just about doing it over and over again and learning about yourself, learning about other people, learning what, what you think dad's going to help dads. Because when I started to focus more on like, Hey, what's really going to help dad? What really makes the difference in my life? Then it's, um, it made a huge difference. So changing it from objective focus to process focus 
has made it enjoyable. And it's so funny, Leroy, because the moment I really did that, the downloads just went like, if you see my graph, it's like this. And it's just like, like just it just skyrockets because you start focusing on the right things and you start doing it for the right reasons and you stop like being attached to the, the results, but you'd be attached to like, I just want to do this. And I do three podcasts a week and it's become easy for me and not easy that it's not work because it takes time and it's work, but there's an ease with which I do it. I don't feel that it's stressing me out so much. I don't feel like I'm, I have to get it perfect. You know, I'm, I'm happy with imperfections and I'm happy that it grows. So I think that's a cool thing. And it's a great question because it doesn't matter if it's dad strong podcast or fit dad lifestyle. It's everything in your life. Stop being so attached to the goal of perfect kids. Stop being attached to a perfect relationship with your wife. Stop being attached to the perfect job or the perfect location where you're going to live. It's about enjoying the process and, and loving where you're at and going, whatever it is now, I love it because that's going to open up the world for you. And you'll start seeing that the world will open up more and you'll start moving more to where you actually want to be. And that's the funny thing is that I've moved closer to my goal once I let go of the goal. And that doesn't mean I don't have a goal and go, okay, I want to do these things. But when I did that, um, and then I was more content in life as well, right, Leroy? I mean, more content with life. The important thing is that whether we do dad strong or dad fitness, fit dad lifestyle, what's important for us is our families and our kids and life. And, and it needs to, it needs to feed into that as, in, in, in my mind as well. And when you're enjoying it and loving it, it just makes you a better person and better father. Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I found that, you know, and I think, it's probably listening to the Gary Bain, Gary V, the uh, on on the podcast or YouTube and that, and just hearing about the journey so much. And it's, it's I think I heard it that many times it finally drummed into me. But we we are constantly on that journey, you know. And every goal that we're trying to face, whether it be you know financially, physically, you know, through your health, through your family, whatever the case is, as soon as you reach it, you want more. You know, every every time you know yeah. you buy the house you want you you now want to do extensions or you want a bigger house you buy a car you want the new model you want you know you get shredded and now you want bigger arms you know whatever the case may be you're constantly wanting more so people don't realize that 95 percent of the time you're on that journey you, you're always working towards something so you know use those goals just as mere milestones to tick off and you know shoot for the moon and actually try and achieve absolutely everything you can rather than being content at just getting to you know x like shoot for y and z you know as well but yeah but it's but it's about not it's about not being attached to results that's what it is it's just it doesn't matter having results and having goals of course you have goals for your kids and stuff but if you attach you're just setting yourself up for for failure and you're sitting as not failure in that you won't reach your goal, but failure in life. And, and, you know, you've got to understand this is, I think it was Jim Carrey who said this, or was it Leonardo DiCaprio? I can't remember, but he said, I hope, I wish that everybody in the world would become famous and rich because then you realize it's just really not what it is. And Will Smith, I watched an interview with him yesterday and it's the same thing. It's like, I got all this fame. I got everything outside of me. And then he's sitting there going, shit, I'm empty. You know? And, and that's what it's, what you realize is you start realizing no matter what all these guys have, there's always the next, hundred thousand this or the hundred thousand that and that's why you got to just be content with where you're at i'm not perfected it but we're on the road yeah mate definitely well mate we better let you get ready for the day and the workout and the school and everything else that goes with that um same time next week guys we promise anthony will be here <laughs> so anthony we, he will <laughs> definitely be here we'll make sure um thanks for the comments thanks for joining in um you know, comment what you thought and comment if you like this format because it's something that we're 
going to try and do more of in the future. Um, and yeah, if you've got any other questions that we can start the show off next week with, then, you know, comment below and make sure you go download the dad strong podcast and the fit dad lifestyle podcast and have a look at all the amazing interviews with fathers from around the world. Yeah. Have a good weekend guys. Enjoy. Enjoy.